0: Thank you again for being here on this wonderful occasion. I'm going to make a, a couple of introductions, and we, we have a couple of guest speakers, and we'll try to um, move along very quickly, and, um, but I, I just can't say thank you enough. We're going to have an offering time at the end of tonight's service. And because we've transitioned, we're trying to get back to bringing our offering to the Heartland Conference. Uh, we're not going to do the offering first and then count it. Uh, it's not going to be $100,000. I know that's a terrible uh, statement of lack of faith, but um, it's going to be a great offering tonight. And I've had phone calls of people that cannot be here telling me that uh, they have a, what amount they have, what their goal is or what they're going to send in. I've told someone the other day, we'll have a great offering tonight and then people will send in monthly their amounts and we'll have a number of people walk in their check to Resource Development Center on December 31st and my heart will, I'll sleep a little bit better that night because they call me or text me and say, I I took my check to the office today so I can rest a little bit easier. So the rest of this year, great things will happen. But I'm trusting that we're going to have a great offering tonight. We'll announce that total a little bit later. But know that uh, someone called me yesterday and said, I can't be there tomorrow night, but it's a, a small church, small, small church out in the country. And he said, my check is for $2,016. Hallelujah. And another couple of good numbers. I got a check for $1,500 in my pocket and uh, I'm just praising the Lord and rejoicing. Tonight is about world missions. Uh, This hour at least is about world missions and I'm so honored to serve you and to serve our churches. We have a, a wonderful conference of churches. Many of them give so sacrificially. I'm really honored to uh, introduce Steve Kofer tonight. He is the director of Global Outreach Offering, and uh, he and Betsy are precious, precious people, powerful missionaries and ministers. Uh, Steve and Betsy both, I love to hear them teach and talk about missions. They have tremendous experience, and uh, we've become dear friends, and uh, Steve does a, an incredible job at uh, at in his office. He does more than just raise money and lead the the effort for global outreach. Um, he does a lot of great things. Steve, we appreciate you. We love you in the heartland. Thankful that you're right here, and you and I can fellowship occasionally. And Betsy, too, they you're anointed and powerful people. Would you come and share? And Steve's also gonna. Um, have some introductions, and share a video with you. Steve, let's welcome Steve Koffer, Reverend Steve Koffer, tonight.
1: Praise God. Thank you, Brother Terry. Let's give Terry Louder a good hand for being your conference missions director. Praise God. Well, it's always good to assemble with God's people, no matter what the event is. But I think tonight is just special in the context we're talking about the world. Uh, I I appreciate, Brother Terry, opening with the scripture, John 3.16. I think if we were writing it in today's language, it might be something like, God so loved the global uh, communities or the global people. You know, we live in a globalized world where the world has shrunk. You've heard this through the last decades in travel and in communication. And the good thing about that is we can do so much more in this present generation than what generations before us were able to, to do in the area of travel and communication and, and other things in the technology age. However, with that greater ability, we also have a greater responsibility and some greater challenges because the world is getting larger in population. I was thinking sitting here in the front. approximately 7.3 billion people living on planet earth and here in america there's about 330 million maybe a little bit more and it's such a big task but the good news is it's not up to the american church to win the world but we do have a great part in it you've heard this so many times i haven't been out here in a while but How many of you make more than $2 a day? Let me see your hands. Don't be bashful. If you make more than $2 a day, if you couldn't raise your hand, if you make more than $1.40, if you make more than $1.40, then you can raise your hand now. The point is, a lot of people on planet Earth, I won't go through all the nations and the countries, but many of them, that's their day's wage. That's, That's what they make. If you were making more than that, and they were making $300 a month or $400 a month, I I still think here in America, most of our jobs are better than that. Can I get a confirmation? Amen? So the context of that is that though it's not up to America as a nation to win the world to the Lord, God has blessed us to have a big role financially and to be able to give. We can be a blessing in many ways, giving of ourselves. Just in giving ourselves, make ourselves available, like so many or all of you have, all of us have, but also in our finances. Well, I'm not taking the offering. I just wanted to say that tonight. Uh, Some wonderful people here. All of you are wonderful people, but we always recognize the missionaries. Uh, Having been one, and Betsy and I both serving on the field, I think there's a special place in our heart for our missionaries. I'm not introducing them tonight. Because Brother Terry Louders going to have that opportunity and, and that honor and privilege, but I, I do want to recognize them. and if you're a missionary, just raise your hand tonight. If you've been a missionary, raise your hand tonight. Everybody's been mission Let's give them a good hand. Praise God. I need to make my time a little bit shorter, but uh, the introduction that Brother Terry gave, sometimes I keep thinking, you know, these people are talking about somebody else. Uh, the reality is, you know, Global Outreach is, I'm the director of Global Outreach, but it's not a one-person job, so uh, there's a lot of people involved, all the office staff. Uh, in fact, tonight, uh, my assistant is here, Ms. Catherine. Catherine, who are you? Right behind Betsy there, my wife. That's Catherine Shepherd. Uh, Catherine, stand. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> She works very diligently on many things, especially global outreach. Uh, assistant Director of World Missions, Harold Dalton, and his wife Anna are here, which you all know them, right? You all know Harold and everything. And uh, if you're, yeah, give them a hand. I think, Max, are you speaking tonight? Are you you're not? Max Barroso, are you by yourself tonight? How, why don't the office staff stand? If you're from the office, World Missions office, just stand tonight there we go that way okay i covered them all praise god someone i i leave out many times in fact they're one of the most in one of the most crucial positions we have in world missions ministries and many times we we don't we 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 say good things about them but we don't recognize them but i want all the local church missions directors that are here tonight would you stand all the local church missions directors come on stand up praise god (laughs) Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Well, listen, uh, Heartland has always been, has been a, a great supporter of World Missions Ministries, all the different facets that we have, and I'm sure you will continue. Uh, there's a, one of your pastors tonight, I, I you know, you, you, you pick out one pastor, and you say, well, what about all the others that's, that have been giving or leading their church in giving? But, but I think tonight, I, I haven't done this in Heartland before, but there's a little church out west, maybe it's not little, I don't know, it's out in the little town called Lokiba, and uh, Pastor David Brack, wherever Brother David is, he may be speaking tonight, I saw his name on the list, but you know, over the last number of years, David Brack and the Lokiba Church, they have been in the number five giving churches in the denomination, that's all across America, west coast to east coast, in between that church has been one of the top five giving over the last number of years. Give, give them a good hand tonight. Praise God. Once again, thank you for what you do. May it be multiplied in your local church, in your community. Uh, may your people catch the vision for missions. And may it become a worldwide effort, but also just your home missions uh, in your community. Thank you so much for what you do. When you give to the global outreach, I know you've heard this probably for a few decades now, but 25% stays here in America. That goes to Evangelism USA, and they do training and teaching and church planning, and they help different church plants and conferences and things and in Acts Today conference. And uh, we appreciate that so much because we still need to keep our church strong in America. You know, one of the terms in in modern day, you know, communication on television, something about making America great again. But, you know, I'm more concerned about, uh, it's okay to make America great, but I'm more concerned about the church being what God called it to be. And I'm going to end my part with the scripture tonight. Brother Terry started with the scripture. There's a video following me, a short video about global outreach. But Acts 1-8, he empowered them. Let me say that another way. He empowered us. On the day of Pentecost, in that upper room, there was an empowerment that took place. And, yeah, we're tongue talkers, and we have that in our doctrine, and, and that's great. And, but let me tell you, folks, it's not just about speaking in tongues. It's about being able to speak in the power and the authority of the Holy Ghost to go out into the different communities and nations and people groups and languages and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what we were called to do. That's what we were empowered to do. And all the rest of it just comes with it. Someone say amen. God bless you if you'll play the video.
2: The global outreach offering touches lives and people groups in over 100 nations, including America. Your personal investment becomes a powerful demonstration of God's love in sending the gospel to the ends of the earth. In 2015, the GO offering provided funding to countless areas of the IPHC's global ministries. It also funded five major Antioch grant projects. In Thailand, it provided necessary funds for completing Phases 2 and 3 of our Indochina Ministry Center. This will be instrumental in training and developing leaders from Thailand and surrounding countries. In Malta, the congregation received help to purchase the remaining floor of their three-story church building. In Mozambique, the GO offering contributed to a much needed facility serving as both the local church in Maputo and the IPHC headquarters for that region. In the Dominican Republic, construction has begun on the property in Santo Domingo. This new building will serve as a multi-church facility and national campground for conference meetings. In Pakistan, it funded construction on the Karachi Ministry Center that focuses on discipleship and provides training for national pastors and leaders. By giving to the Global Outreach Offering, you are a vital partner in World Missions Ministries efforts to exemplify Jesus' teaching by serving others making disciples of all nations, and expanding his kingdom for the glory of God. Thank you for your prayers and generosity.
0: I have the privilege of introducing Pastor David Brack. I asked him to uh, speak for us tonight, and he graciously accepted. um, For a long time, or for several years Uh, Pastor David uh, wanted no introduction, didn't want people to know about uh, what uh, they were doing, and uh, then he kind of got exposed by World Missions Ministries um, because of the great things that uh, New Covenant in Leukeba was doing. And, you know, some people might say, well, they're, they're a bunch of Bunch of rich folks out there in Lokiba, is that is that true, Pastor David? It's Not true, is it? He also wouldn't even tell you that he was a state wrestling champion, but I just did, and uh, so don't mess with him. Uh, he and Roberta are are precious, precious, uh, gifted and in, highly intelligent leaders. Um, so I asked him if if I could. Uh, introduce him to speak to us tonight. Um, People might think, well, they have a lot of money, so they can give a lot of money. Is that true, Pastor David? That's That's exactly what I wanted to tell you. They're blessed because of his vision to give large amounts of money to world missions. And I love to hear that. See, he made this decision a long time ago. I'll let him tell you that. We might get to $100,000. Oklahoma. Thank you, Brother Terry.
3: He told me I only have five minutes, so I'm not going to mess around. I'd like to tell you a bunch of funny stuff that happened to me this morning, but uh, I don't have time. It was a crazy morning. Why am I on the agenda tonight? to encourage pastors, to encourage your church members to support missions. Why should we support missions? It is at the very heart of God. In Mark 16, 15, he said, Go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Jesus sent out the 12. Then he sent out the 70. Those were missionaries. In Acts 1, 8, Jesus spoke of the empowering of the Holy Spirit to go and be witnesses or missionaries. Jesus empowers them spiritually, but we need to empower them financially. Why should we support missions? Number two, it is scriptural to support missionaries, and there is a blessing for doing so. In Philippians 4.15, Paul talks to the Philippian church How many know that Paul was a missionary? Hold your hand up. Okay. How do we know that Paul was a missionary? Maps 7. Y'all don't follow that? In the back of the book, anyway, in the back of my Bible, it's page 7 of the maps. You know, there's there's four of those little lines. You know, they're all different colors. And it says Paul's missionary journeys. That's how I knew that Paul was a missionary. Okay, just... Funning with y'all. All right, let's, uh, let's read in Philippians now. Uh, chapter 4, starting with verse 15. It says, Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving but you only. For even in Thessalonica you sent aid once again, for my, once again and again for my necessity. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Ephroditus the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You know, many people quote this scripture Verse 19, I'm going to read it again. And my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Many people quote that scripture, but they have not given. It doesn't work that way, folks. You have to give before you receive. The the giving comes before the receiving. I believe many churches suffer financially because they do not support what God says we should be supporting, and that is missions. Now, I'm going to stop and look up from my notes for a minute and just give you a couple of testimonies. This is why, this is it. This is why I give in to missions. Years ago, when my wife and I moved from Miami, Oklahoma, that's where we first started out our life, we went back to Hinton, Oklahoma, where I began to be a wrestling coach there. Well, we went to Geary, to the Assembly of God Church, where my mother-in-law went. And we became very, uh, you know, locked into that church. And they appointed me as a board member. Long story, made short. But uh, as a board member, I asked the the minister there, my pastor, I said, Pastor, why is it that we have to give 10% as an individual, but our church doesn't give anything? Why doesn't our church give 10%? That just made sense to me. I don't know why. It just that question popped into my head. And I kept pushing on that subject until finally our pastor agreed to start giving 10% of the salary of the church into missions. Now, what I didn't tell you was this church, It was a very, it's a very nice church. I still love that church. And we, we built a beautiful parsonage there. And we owed something like twelve to $14,000 on that, that parsonage. And we could barely pay our bills. As soon as we begin to give in the missions, that mortgage began to drop. It only took two years we burned the mortgage on the parsonage. Yeah, you all be getting, saying hey, man, and clap and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Then we went to New Covenant Church in Lokiba, and the church financially struggled to pay the bills. Not that I'm anything, but as soon as I become pastor, we begin to give into missions. I'm going to tell a real quick story that I hadn't planned on telling, but I'll I'll make it very quick. I I can't remember what even the meeting was about, but uh, uh, Bishop Tungstall called me and said, can we meet at your church? And I said, sure. The door's open. So we had a meeting. I don't remember what it was even about. But there were a whole bunch of missionaries that night. And during that missionary, uh, during, well, it wasn't a missionary meeting, but during that meeting, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, I want you to pick up every one of those missionaries financially. I want you to support every one of them. And I can't even remember now. It was about 10 of them there that night. And we're still supporting most of those missionaries. So the Lord just, just spoke that into my heart. Well, anyway, make a long story short. We have continued to support missions yearly at our church. And I'm going to tell you, we do not have to worry about money. I'm, I'm just going to tell you up front. We don't have money problems at New Covenant Church. We can pay for what we want to pay for, okay? And it's it, I know it's because of... What I just told you, and it's because of what Paul was talking about here when he was telling the Philippian church, you guys send money wherever I go. You send a check that follows me, and your socks are going to get blessed off because of that. All right? All right. Let me get back to my notes. Pastors, if you want your finances to turn around, talk to your church board. Convince them to make missions giving part of your budget. Do you, do you hear that? The budget—it needs to be part of your budget. But Pastor David, the economy is down. Church attendance is down. Church giving is down. We can't afford to support mission, missions. Well, you know, in Isaac—or excuse me—in Genesis twenty-six, there was a guy named Isaac. Remember him, Abraham's son. And he was—he was living in a in a strange land, and there was a a terrible famine in the land, and. The economy was poor. People were without jobs, kind of like it's getting in Oklahoma right now and in, in America. Things are not, you know, just so good, you know, economically right now. Well, it was the same way in Isaac's day. And God didn't even tell him to do this. God just said, stay, remember, he said, stay in the land. God didn't tell him to plant. But Isaac was smart enough to know that if God told him to stay in the land, You know, it's just common sense. Plant. I mean, you got to eat, right? So he planted seeds in the soil. And what happened? God made him the wealthiest man in that whole nation. He was so wealthy that, you remember, the king got fearful of him and actually asked, asked him to leave. My point is, don't look at the economy. Don't look at what's around you. To determine how much you're going to give into missions. Pastors, God will bless you if you sow where God's heart is. And that is in missions. Thank you.
0: And that is a fact, Jack. That's a pastor who heard a vision, saw a vision from God for missions and obeyed, and the result is blessings, and the result is our missionaries and our global outreach offering is better because a pastor has a vision for it. Hallelujah. I want to um, introduce the missionaries who are here, and but before we do, I want to tell you that currently, as of this moment, our current global outreach offering amount for 2016 is $12,664. Our goal is $100,000. I think we're going to make it. I think we're going to do it. Last year, we gave just over $60,000, so we can certainly make up the difference, and I pray in Jesus' name that we do. We have our wonderful Active Heartland missionaries, some of them with us tonight, and I want them to stand and so you can recognize them. I hope that you will uh, take time to uh, introduce yourself to them and make an appointment with them. If if your calendars can work it out, have them at your church. They will be a blessing to you. Uh, This is in no particular order. Uh, Ben and Daisy West, they're missionaries in China. Would you stand and your beautiful family? They are the kids are out out there. God bless you. Wonderful to have uh, the West with us. You're headed back soon, aren't you? Thursday, headed back. Our prayers are with them. Uh, uh, Dan and Brenda Clowers, directors of Lamcar. God bless you. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, Rhea Butler is not here. She is in China. And uh, she is a wonderful missionary, and she'll be coming home for furlough soon, I do believe. Uh, Ed and Margie Rhodes, I, do, I don't think I saw them. Uh, they go back and forth to uh, Africa, and they reside in the Tulsa area. Uh, Max and Jessica Barroso, uh, directors of the Awakening, <clears throat> we're so grateful for them, do an incredible, incredible job. Uh, My beautiful daughter Rachel is headed out with Awakening on uh, next Monday, I believe, on her fourth missions trip. And I want to introduce our newest missionary in the Heartland Conference. And this just gets me. She just recently had her meetings uh, with Dr. Harold Dalton and with Max Barroso. And I want to introduce to you Miss Abby Brown. Could not be more proud of Abby because I've watched her grow up And I know her heart for missions. She wants to be a missionary so badly. It is in her heart. And I hope that you will have her come to your church. She is only 19. She's only 19 years old. And she wants to give her life to missions. Invite her to your church, support her. She will be a blessing to you and your church, I promise. I also want to introduce some of our retired missionaries. Who, uh, Charlene West, Miss Charlene West, is she here with us? Miss Charlene, we love and appreciate you so much. <clears throat> Dr. and Mrs. Roger Gorman, Roger and Mary Gorman, we're so proud of you. I also want to recognize uh, some other great missionaries who are here uh, for the School of Missions. Uh, Hobart and Marguerite Howard are with us. They were missionaries in India. Also special assignment missionaries, Hugh and Lois Hoyle, are with us tonight. We honor you and welcome you. Please take time to introduce yourself to these very, very special people. I promise the Lord will, uh, he will just bless your heart uh, for doing so. Ushers, if you will come, I want our ushers to come and just stand in front of us tonight and as our musicians come uh, for our closing. The, Dr. doctor Dr. Richard Honecker, I had no idea you were here. It's so good to see you. They reside in Florida. <laughs> I don't think he cussed, but there, I know, I know some of you did trying to get here. Dr. Richard Honaker, uh, has, uh, the Lord has brought him through some, some surgeries this year, and we're so glad you're here and honored that you are here, sir. We appreciate you and your service in missions so very, very much. I believe we're going to go over $100,000 in Jesus' name. Would you stand with me? Thank you so much. For the faith gifts you are about to sow. And for those of you pastors who did not come prepared to give, but you're going back to your congregation. Or you're going to get on your knees and say, God, give me a vision for missions that I can lead my church into helping reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's no church too small. There's no church too big to have a heart for missions and then preach that to the church and ask them to give with all of their heart and then watch the results. I'm going to ask Bishop Stewart to come and close the service, but as he comes and prepares to close this service, I want you to just begin to come and and bring your gifts, bring your offerings to the Lord tonight. Make sure it is earmarked Global Outreach Offering, okay? Would you come right now and give your gifts? Bishop...
4: Thank you, Pastor Terry. I I know not everybody was prepared to give tonight, but if you're a giver, I want you to raise your hand and leave it up because I want to pray a blessing. Amen? Father, I thank you for giving us seed to sow. Lord, you said you would do that for everyone who has a heart to give. And so we thank you for the money that we had to give tonight. We thank you for the money that's been coming in. Lord, we thank you for the money that's going to come in through sacrificial offerings, through people giving one day's wage to the global outreach offering. Lord, to uh, to churches that are just going to catch the vision and they're going to raise it from here on out. Lord, this is one part of our support as we send forth these precious men and women of God who are with us tonight Lord God they're willing to say yes to the call so we're willing to hold the anchor line here in America and we're willing Lord to put the support in there that sends them we're honored to do it Lord we send our prayers with them and we bless them in your name Jesus and I bless every giver here tonight Father God in the name of Jesus Amen and Amen We're going to take.